presented by Tobacco Free Kids. Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Kara Tabor. It's Tuesday. Now that Labor Day is behind us, it's time. Welcome to the general election. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Today marks nine weeks until Election Day. The Senate is back in session, and it's primary day in Massachusetts. Labor Day has long served as the unofficial kickoff of election season. More voters start to pay attention, political TV ads become inescapable, volunteers knock on doors, and pollsters adjust their samples from registered voters to likely voters. Here's the lay of the land just nine short weeks away from Election Day, per Politico's just-updated forecast. The Senate is a toss-up, with the previous forecast leaning Republican, and the House is likely going to flip Republican, with the previous forecast of likely Republican. So what's behind that change in Senate ratings? Steve Shepard sees four key factors. One, the political environment has improved for President Joe Biden and Democrats. Two, the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe has energized supporters of abortion rights. Three, GOP candidates have struggled in major swing states. And four, Democrats have slightly expanded the map. But there's more on the GOP's Senate woes. This morning, Natalie Allison reports that Republicans this election cycle thought they had finally achieved a breakthrough with suburban women after years of losing support. Now, as the primary season has all but ended, the GOP is back where it once was, appealing directly to skeptical female voters, the women whose support will make or break the party's drive to retake the Senate majority. One anonymous GOP strategist working in Senate races said, our problem is particularly white middle-aged women. We need to soften our guys. One way they're doing that is that candidates are leveraging their wives in new television ads. Examples of this include Ohio, where J.D. Vance's wife, Usha, sat at a kitchen table talking about Vance's hardships as a child and being raised by his grandmother. And Arizona, where Blake Masters' wife, Catherine Masters, sat in the couple's home and discussed her husband's motivation to run for Senate, a video interspersed with footage of their three young boys. Per Natalie, it's worth noting that since winning the GOP nomination, Masters has adjusted his stance from favoring a far-reaching national abortion ban to one that only applies to third-trimester pregnancies. The House is a different story. It's true that things don't look quite as bad for Dems as they did, say, three months ago. But when it comes to the House, there's still this reality. Republicans may not need to flip any districts that Biden carried in 2020 to reclaim the majority. That's from a curtain raiser from Ali Mutnick, Sarah Ferris, and Elena Schneider this morning. They write, In all, Republicans need to net only five seats to win the gavel. And while Democrats may be poised to mitigate some losses, Republicans say there's little chance the party's summertime surge can overcome the stacked map. Among the reasons the GOP will likely eke it out are a historic number of Democratic retirements, redistricting advantages, and Democratic incumbents in Trump territory. The trio write, despite the undeniable shift in momentum toward Democrats, some Democrats say privately that a good night for their party would be limiting the GOP to single-digit gains. Even that scenario reflects a massive shift in the political environment and in Democrats' expectations, 
since just a few weeks ago. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 9 a.m., the president will receive the president's daily brief. At 1.15 p.m., Biden will hold a cabinet meeting in the cabinet room, with Vice President Kamala Harris attending. The White House COVID-19 response team and public health officials will brief at 11 a.m. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre will brief at noon. The Senate will meet at 3 p.m. to take up John Lee's judicial nomination, with a cloture vote at 5.30 p.m. The House is out. As for Biden's week ahead, on Wednesday, the Bidens will host the Obamas for the unveiling of their White House portraits. On Thursday, Biden will go to a DNC event at National Harbor. On Friday, Biden will travel to Licking County, Ohio, for the groundbreaking of the new Intel Semiconductor Facility and speak about manufacturing in the Chips and Science Act. Then he'll head to Wilmington, Delaware. On Saturday, Biden will return to the White House. And on Sunday, in remembrance of 9-11, Biden will speak and go to a wreath-laying ceremony at the Pentagon. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kara Tabor. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. When you're in school, you can't ignore deadlines. Actually, adults can't either. But that's what the FDA is doing with flavored e-cigarettes, and it's putting kids at risk. They've ignored deadline after deadline to protect kids from nicotine-loaded flavored e-cigarettes, defying Congress and courts, letting tobacco companies hook more kids, threatening their brain development, attention, and learning. Kids can't ignore deadlines, neither should the FDA. Join the campaign for tobacco-free kids in calling on the FDA to eliminate flavored e-cigarettes now.